welcome to the Eastbourne Theatres podcast. I'm Phil Hopton, an ambassador for Eastbourne Theatres and your host for this episode. Before we get started, I just want to say a huge congratulations to the cast and crew of Sleeping Beauty, which recently finished its run at the Devonshire Park Theatre. Having seen the show twice, I was blown away by just how much fun the show was. Sentiments echoed by my family and friends who attended with me. For fans of Eastbourne's annual pantomime, it will return in December 2022 with their take on Aladdin. I can't wait. Looking at today, we'll be talking to Fiona and Anne, two members of the London Philharmonic Orchestra, who will be performing at the Congress Theatre on the 16th of January. Fiona, Anne, could you introduce yourselves and what you do for LPO, just for our listeners? Sure, sure. Well, I'm a violinist in the London Philharmonic Orchestra, and I've been in it for a long time, Um, probably almost as long as Anne, or maybe a bit longer, I'm not quite sure. And um, I'm in the second violin section, and about, I, I think in about 21 years ago, I decided to move down from London to East Sussex because we are based at Glyndebourne at the Opera House. Um, And so rather than commuting during the summer down to Glyndebourne, I decided to commute up to London in the winter instead. And um, I'm very happy I did that because I love living in Sussex. And so therefore the concerts in Eastbourne are actually very good for me because it's easy for me to get there. The most of the orchestra have quite a lot of trouble, especially when they come by public transport, getting down to do the concerts. But but in fact, for, for me, and I think for Anne too, the Eastbourne concerts are a real pleasure. It's a bit more travelling for me. I live further away. Although I'm, I, I am resident in East Sussex, I'm only just in East Sussex. I'm about six miles south of Tunbridge Wells in a place called Crowborough, um, which apparently is the highest point in East Sussex, I've, I've been told. Certainly microclimate-wise, it feels like that. <laughs> I'm the second trumpet in the orchestra. Um, I've been a full member for... 20 coming up to 22 years um but I worked as an extra player with the orchestra from 1984 so I've been around a long time and going to Eastbourne with the orchestra for quite a long time love going to Eastbourne um all those lovely restaurants and things which you have around we can go and mix with the audience and eat fish and chips prior to the concert since the um, refurb because we've got that amazing art gallery with the fabulous coffee shop at the top of it I tend to go up there and enjoy their marvellous coffee when I arrive first thing before the rehearsal starts. And then I invariably go to the shop and spend money. The thing about the Philharmonic or Symphony Orchestras, whichever they're called, um, we tend to be really big. I mean, up to 100 people. Uh, We also play the big repertoire. So all the big pieces like um, from anything from Beethoven up to to Strauss and Wagner. Um, And that's essentially you know, the difference in terms of, it's really in terms of the repertoire that um, we're able to play all that big stuff because we've got all these players, um, either most of them are members, but then we also bring in what they call extra players. When we need more French horns, more trumpets, more trombones, as Anne will probably agree with. Uh, but having said that, we are also capable of of, smel- uh, of smelling, good Lord, <laughs> <laughs> of, of Interesting. playing. <laughs> <laughs> It's supposed to be smaller, but there we are. <laughs> um, uh, playing smaller repertoire, uh, which we did actually in Eastbourne during the time that uh, the Congress Theatre was being refurbished. Mm-hmm. We had smaller chamber groups, sort of strings uh, mainly. But there was one that I got to enjoy, which was a brass quintet uh, with a very reduced number of our chorus, the LPC, um, playing Christmas music. 
Oh, wonderful. So you've both been in the LPO for quite some time. I mean, it's been, it has been going for over 70 years now. And I think it was started by Sir Thomas Beecham. And, you know, it, it was like a lot of the orchestras were started around the same time, actually. So, and, and they've got a tremendous history I mean, going, going through the, the Second World War and everything and, and coming out the other side. And we used to play in a beautiful hall. I know that when the orchestra was first founded called the Queen's Hall in London, which um, unfortunately was bombed. Mm. And so it doesn't exist anymore. But, um, but yeah, the history of the orchestra, it's got a very illustrious history. And actually, we've been in Sussex for a long time, too, because we've been the resident orchestra at Blindbourne for more than 50 years, I think, as well, isn't it? And I'm not quite sure of the date. But um, so, so, yeah, we have deep roots in Sussex and in London. And you mentioned before you like playing in Eastbourne. Do you have any particular memories of gigs that you really enjoyed? Yeah, absolutely. Those two, actually, that I feel are most worthy of mention. Um, these both, actually, these concerts were, were both prior to the refurbishment. Um, and one of the concerts, Fiona, you may well remember this, um, we were playing La Mer, and because of where the loading bay is at the side of the stage, um, you get quite a lot of noise leakage. And it seemed most appropriate on, on this particular occasion that our performance of La Mer, written by Debussy, who was actually in Eastbourne when he was finalising and correcting his score, this particular performance was aided and abetted by seagulls which of course we have an abundance of in Eastbourne and they they contributed hugely to this performance because it was so atmospheric to hear these seagulls an impromptu chorus absolutely yeah and they didn't even charge us for it amazing what a bargain oh that sounds lovely I didn't know that that Debussy um was was inspired by Eastbourne in order to write well Uh, he wasn't inspired by Eastbourne he had already written a couple of uh, months previously and he was actually correct, making his final markings in the scores and correcting them. I think, and in, is it the Grand in Eastbourne? Mm-hmm. So very nice that he was doing it there and most appropriate that we were playing it there. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So the other concert, um, I, you may have been on this one as well, uh, Fiona, was when we played Scheherazade and there was some sort of power cut and it, the whole building, suddenly the lights went off and we were left in complete darkness. <laughs> We just kept going and going and going, and until eventually, as people couldn't remember their parts anymore, it just gradually petered out. And we sat there in darkness for a few more minutes, giggling mostly. <laughs> it was quite quite an amusing experience. And then suddenly the lights came on and off we started again. Yeah, I don't remember those occasions very well, but um, I do remember, you know, lots of um, really nice days down at Eastbourne. It's just, it gives a different, um, it's a completely different atmosphere from our other concerts, I must say, because first of all, it's the only concert we do regularly in the afternoon. And, you know, it can be really lovely in Eastbourne when if it's a sunny day. I mean, we have been there in really bad weather too often, but obviously as our season goes across the winter, but sometimes we're lucky enough to have a really lovely sunny day. And we, as Anne, Anne said earlier, that we, most of us, a lot of us head for the fish and chip shop and sometimes in the, in the lunch break before the concert and we go and get our fish and chips and some people go and sit on the beach and eat them, you know, or equally, there's actually a very good Thai restaurant there, which a lot of us head to as well. And we've got 
we've sort of got um, used to it now that we can put in our orders before we even go there so that we know we've got time to eat it and get back for the concert. But, but Eastbourne, I was just going to say that has, has a really different flavour to it than other places we play. And, and I really enjoy it for that reason because it, it can be a wonderful day out and the audience is wonderful. They seem to really love the orchestra and they're a very loyal audience now. We, we seem to be very popular in Eastbourne. And even after the pandemic, I'm very happy to see that the audiences are really coming back. I mean, I know the pandemic's not over, having said that. But, um, you know, it's, when things eased up, the audience were all coming back very enthusiastically, which was lovely to see. You know? I think as well, like people are just, uh, well, back then people were itching to like get back into, uh, into venues, into theatres and see live performances again and I think uh I, my concern at the beginning was that it was all just sort of pent up you know demand and then after a while everyone would kind of like disappear and be like go back to it but the opposite has happened I think a lot of people have rediscovered that appreciation they have for um the performing arts and it's really heartening to hear that the um the sort of loyal following is continuing to keep coming out and keep seeing uh the LPO performing all the classics, literally the classics. So you'll be here January, February, March and April, I understand. That's right. Yes. And really looking forward to it again. Um, as you mentioned, uh, the whole thing about people coming out to enjoy live music. I mean, we were starved of it for such a long time. Um, not just us as players, which, as you can imagine, w- was dreadful, you know, and just felt totally cut off because if you're a musician, it's not just a job. It's your life. We do it because we love it. Um, so it'll be fantastic to to bring four different programs uh, to Eastbourne within four months. Yeah, we're really excited to have you. Honestly, well, I think that might be. That's probably all of my um, questions there. Unless you guys had anything that you wanted to say specifically to our audience, we have a pretty wide. Uh, variety of people who listen to this. So if there's a, a message you want to get out. Well, like I just mentioned, um, live music is something rather special. Um, it's just not the same as sitting at home listening to a recording um, for various reasons, actually. I mean, every performance that you do live will be different. Um, and I referred to a couple of incidents which happened. You know, that you, you're not going to get to enjoy that sort of experience sitting in your living room listening to a um, and to actually communicate with people. I mean, concerts is a two-way thing. You're not you're not just sitting playing music. You're actually forming a bond with your audience. And we watch the audience. They may not think we're doing it, but particularly me, because I'm at the back looking directly out. Fiona's slightly different. She's she's eyeballing the conductor from the side all the time. But I get to see the audience, and it's so marvelous when the lighting is just right, and you can see the expressions on their faces and, and know that actually. They're as involved in it as you are. I think you're absolutely right, Anne. I think there's nothing like a concert. And and all I would say is if you haven't been to a concert, don't be intimidated by it. Don't worry about clapping in the wrong place or anything else. Just come along and try it and see how it feels, because I think you might be really surprised. I just have to say my daughter brought her boyfriend um, to one of our concerts a couple of weeks ago in London, and he, he was completely anti coming to concerts. He didn't want to come to anything, in fact, and... He came to this one concert and he really loved it, actually, which is amazing. I'm, I'm very happy about that. So it's, it's just good to, to try things sometimes. Thank you once again, Fiona and Anne, for coming on today. And uh, we're really looking forward to seeing you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Tom. 
thanks again to Anne and Fiona and the London Philharmonic Orchestra. You can book your tickets now for their performance at the Congress on the 16th of January. Matthew Corey will be conducting the legendary British pianist Joanna McGregor for a celebration of Beethoven. Well, that's almost time for the curtain to fall on this episode of the Eastbourne Theatre's podcast. In terms of what's coming up, Thursday the 20th of January we'll see the classic rock show returning to the Congress Theatre, featuring music from Led Zeppelin, Dire Straits, Steely Dan, The Who and many more. You can find out more about any of the shows we've discussed today and many more coming out throughout 2022 and beyond on our website at eastbournetheatres.co.uk. You can also connect with us on social media and of course you can get all the interviews and news by subscribing to the Eastbourne Theatres podcast which is available in all the usual places you get your podcast from. Don't forget to rate and review us and we will be back in two weeks. Thanks for listening.